Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how they grew their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the GRIP podcast. Today, I'm super excited. I have one of our CSU team owners and uh, her operations manager. I guess that's what you are, Alex. So I'm here today with Shoshana Socher and Alex Ribb. And uh, they are from the Socher team in, I guess, well, what, what cities We're are you Cleveland. guys actually in? We're in Cleveland. In the Cleveland area. So I know you guys have certain cities that you were like the number one producer in. So I, I actually want to dive into that today. But geez, you guys have been working with uh, Sisu now for how long? Almost two years, I'd say. Close to two years. Okay. Year and a half. So, the, so yeah. they've been with us for almost two years at Sisu and uh, just excited to, to have them on. For those of you who don't know, I am the founder and CEO of Sisu, which is the real estate growth automation software. And uh, welcome back to uh, this week's episode of the Grit Podcast, everyone. So uh, starting off, why don't you guys just give us a little bit of the background on your team? I mean, how long has your team even been around? So I've been licensed uh, for pushing 15 years. My son, who's not on this podcast today, uh, is my business partner. He's been working with me for about 10 years. He's 29, he started when he was 19. Uh, like a lot of people who are in real estate, came right out of high school, decided he wanted to go into business. And a year after he was out, just got his real estate license and, and uh, dove right in. So we've been business partners ever since in this business and other businesses that we run as well. And I could say that we really started to grow a team. Probably, Alex, we've been working together for... Yeah, 2017, 2018. Yeah. Really started to grow the team around then. And we're at six licenses at the moment. So you really just started a team maybe two and a half, maybe three years ago. And <laughs> So about three years ago. And you said you have six agents today? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, great. So maybe let's talk about your production a little bit. I know you guys had your number one year last year. Uh, I know you did over 150 transactions. What was the exact amount? I know you know your exact counts, Shoshana. So I'll jump in. Okay, we were at 166 transactions. 73 of those were seller sides. So we're a little bit buyer heavy. And uh, we were at 42.5 million, give or take. So that puts us at our average price point of about $250,000. Okay. So congratulations on your top year uh, and six agents. How many agents did you have before this year? Did you recruit this year or did you just really focus on the business this year? You know, um, the agent count has ebbed and flowed a little bit with, um, with some different things. And I'm going to say we did, we did that, that volume with six agents just because of some people that came, some people that left. Yeah. Alex, would you agree with that about? Yeah. I'd agree with that. I mean, the, the bulk of the year was with, with six agents in full yeah. production. Yeah. And, and I know that area very well. Um, when I started, I, when I started working in real estate with my wife, she was at about that same size. I think she had five agents. So, and I think, is that a Kyrie Cavs jersey behind you? Is that 
That yes, that is a Kyrie okay. Cavs jersey. Okay. It, it's yeah. signed. He gave it to my son along with his little wristband and his arm sleeve and you know whatever else. So I've always thought it was. I just I had to check. <laughs> <laughs> it, absolutely, it is. So yeah, I used to be able to. I used to take my son to a lot of the Jazz games, and we'd always sit right next to the visitors bench. And so anyway, he was able to get all kinds of jerseys because he would always wear the point guards jersey from the other team, you know? <laughs> I love that. So, so anyway, um, fun story and not to divert, but they actually called him down. They actually said, what's your name? And he goes, Duke. And they said, oh, well, Kyrie went to Duke. He goes, yeah, I know that. And they go, why don't you come down here and sit on the bench during warmups? So oh they God. brought him down and he was sitting just sitting there on the bench next to Tristan Thompson. And uh, anyway, it was kind of, it was kind of a fun story. I've got, I've got pictures of it and stuff. Okay. <laughs> I love it. But ju jumping back into real estate, I know the stage that you're in and it's fun to watch. You're just exceeding your, your growth where you've gone from, you know, hundred to now 160 transactions. And um, I think you're going to experience tremendous growth over the next few years. And part of that's going to be that you're going to start recruiting and realize that that's going to make a big difference in your business. But um, just on the production side, what have you guys been doing to produce at a higher level? Because you've had the same number of agents. Is it just that the market was up this year in 2020? I mean, everyone was, everyone was going into depression in March and April, but since then the market I think has been up. Is that how it's been in Cleveland as well? Definitely the market is up. Um, one thing that really changed our business really, really changed our business for the much better actually was COVID. And, you know, like a lot of people, I spent the first two weeks pretty freaked out, <laughs> not sure, you know, during lockdown, oh my God, what are we going to do? And, you know, um, we just made it very, 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 very firm. And when I say we, I'm talking about my son and myself as kind of decision makers, ultimately with a lot of input from Alex as well. Not only are we on our morning calls every morning at 8.30 and funny thing, when you're at home, nobody misses. And, you know, unlike when we were in the office before in our stand-up meetings, oh, so-and-so is in here, somebody's running late, oh, traffic, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Nobody was ever late or missed. And we set a firm standard of 100 dials a day. We use Commission Sync, so through our Commission Sync database. Um, and notice a tremendous, tremendous change. Not that there's any magic around 100 dials, because obviously one needs to have the conversations in order to talk to people and dialing in and of itself is not sufficient. However, by setting a team standard of 100 dials a day, which then equals the following week, let's say if you fit your 500 dials, equals two hours of triple line dialing in Mojo, we just saw the trajectory of every agent really grow because their pipeline grew, you know, grew that much more substantial. So everyone made the commitment, I'm going to prospect on the Mojo dialer for two hours a day. Oh, I made the least. commitment for them. It was a, <laughs> it's a single line dialer and it's in Commission Sync. Okay. I want to be really clear, super clear in our pond. Uh, so there's a really currently probably, I think about 11,000 leads in the pond and uh, they need to dial 100 dials a day in the pond. And there were, you know, there are agents that left. And since that time, you know, I've had people interview for me and I explained the standard of our team and they'd be like, oh, so several people have said, oh, I'm just really not into that. And I said, that's okay. No hard feelings. Yeah. yeah. So I think you could, you could attribute the 
growth of our team from 2019 to 2020, um, really it boils down to having systems and, and doing the activities that the agents need to be doing in order to, to produce more okay. every, every single day. So that's the biggest change is you guys, you guys really said, hey, these are our systems. This is what you need to do. Prior to that, you were just letting people make whatever daily activities they chose to. Is that right? So we were working, I will also say this year in 2020, we were working with Julie Youngblood at Metrics Coaching, um, which was our second go-round. We've been with Metrics for quite a while, but it was our second go-round. I said we needed actually implementation coaching a second time. And um, yes, we were running much more of a brokerage model before, which is to say like, I'll run fast. You want to run fast, you can run next to me. But, you know, most people didn't really choose to run next to me. They just watched me run. Right. So that was kind of frustrating. So you're, you're still in production? I am. All right, great. So looking at that, so people started making these dials every day. And obviously dials, in my opinion, what that does is, number one, it gives people, they get off to a morning routine. It gets them in production early, starts their day off right. And it also gives them consistency. And if, as you consistently make dials, if you're not scheduling appointments, that's really what it's about is the appointments. But if you're not making appointments, you're going to know I need to work on my scripts. You're going to know, uh, you know, if, if you're going on appointments and you're not getting listings or you're not getting buyers under contract, okay, there's a, there's a problem there. What's the disconnect? So how have you guys been able to define those disconnects? How has this impacted the way you take it to the next level and actually coach your team uh, so to, to improve their skills as they go down this road? So I should say that with our morning meeting, we have a scripts right after. Um, so typically we're doing our morning meeting, we're staying on and you know, I could say it a thousand times, but only the people that wanna be successful will stay on for scripting, which means that not everybody stays on the call. Okay. And I'm gonna be completely, you know, completely straight about that. And I wish they would, you know, I wish they would. And then um, everybody has a one-on-one -on -one with me once a week. Um, so every Thursday I'm digging into their numbers and I was using, and I don't know why I did this really honestly. I had a, a created a Google form where I was asking all the same questions that we have in CSU, which was so silly that I was like kind of going through this, like how many buyer appointments did you set this week? Kind of thing like that. Well, when we got everybody's 2021 goals in set up in CSU, then it was so obvious. The one-on-one -on -one is super clear. I just pulled their thing up and, oh, you needed to go on four appointments this month and you've been on two. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. so, the, so there's no more managing emotions. You're basically managing their numbers. And, exactly. and when I say that, it's not like you're saying, hey, these are the numbers you have to hit. These are numbers that they're coming up with as agents. You're just helping them meet their goals, right? Exactly. 100%. And in fact, to that point, I mean, really, it's a recruitment issue on our, I don't say issue, but a recruitment goal on our team so that those agents can hit their numbers that they establish for themselves. I'll hit mine that I set for myself self. And, you know, if we don't recruit, then there's a huge gap there. So I know you guys were in the spreadsheet world for a long, long time before you adopted CSU. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was like and what the change is there? And this is, the, I mean, this is not something I typically get into in a podcast, but I know that you told me before this, that that made a major difference in your business. So I'd love, love to hear it. Alex, I'm going to let you talk about that. For okay. Me. Yeah. So, I mean, I, when I joined in 2017, we were still on the spreadsheet. Like I said, we didn't start CSU until uh, really using CSU until 2019. So there was 
at least for me, two years of spreadsheets. And it, like I said, it was fine. It was all we knew and all we had. And um, it worked. Uh, it basically was a large spreadsheet with every single, it's all, it's everything that's on the transaction form in CSU. It's the address, the sales price, the GCI, the, you know, when you under contract closing date. Yeah, all the details. And then, um, you know, it had, it had a bunch of other tabs that I honestly don't even remember what they were, but it had, you know, total units, total volume. So it was in a sense what CSU is, but a much more manual and not as appealing way to do it. I'm going to say rudimentary also. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was, it would be like, it would be like if you looked at a prototype of something and then you wish that you had this beautiful visual. And like I was also saying, it was inherently unstable because okay. one slip of something and all of a sudden your calculations that were supposed to pull into some other tab or something were gone. Mm -hmm. And so then there was like that freak attack. Well, I told you guys, I mean, the, the way Cece was born is I jumped in to help spring with her real estate business when she had five agents. She's now over 30 uh, on our team and she has a brokerage, but I went through the same nightmares, right? <laughs> spending time trying to get agents to log, trying to turn that into a visual that was valuable, that would show monthly and yearly numbers and goals. And it was extremely, extremely difficult, which is how we got started. That was before we did any of the tasks, before we did any of the transaction to close process. That was just, we really started with an app that tracked your numbers and it's evolved from there. So great. And I, so, I was gonna, I was gonna say too, just that I think especially with teams, um, when it comes to CSU, it's just so important to be able to go in and look at any specific data point, whether that's how many appointments an agent set or how many units they're at year to date or their volume year to date. And it's just so easy to, you know, identify, like you were saying earlier, the disconnect of, you know, are you, is it, are you, do you not have enough business? Does it go back to dials? Are you not seeing enough appointments? You can really find where the break in the chain is through CSU. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to me. And I still hold a few of my wife's agents accountable. And when I pull up that dashboard, immediately, I can just look at it. And I can ask them, okay, what's the problem? They can usually identify the problem now. But if not, I have it right in front of me, and I can identify it instantly. Right, really. Right. Right. So I just I just met with somebody today that said, uh, yeah, I just just want notifications letting me know when each of my agents are below this conversion ratio. And so anyway, that's something we're rolling out here very shortly. Ooh. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Ping. Then, then you can do it without looking at a dashboard, right? Right. There's no fun anymore in that. <laughs> so um, your morning meeting. What do you guys do in that? Because I think that's a big thing that shifted your business. My take is that's a big thing that shifted your business this year is that every morning at 8, 830, you were having a morning meeting. What did you do in that meeting? Um, so our meetings tend to have kind of a rhythm. And Monday is a kind of a weekend, you know, definitely weekend wrap up. Everybody just likes to kind of chime in with, you know, what's new. And they and uh, talk about, you know, some kind of for lack of better phrase, motivation. Uh, Tuesdays, Alex rolls out the numbers where we are this week in comparison to goals. And that's kind of just for the team as a whole, not individuals, uh, or this month, I should say, or a year, depending on you know where we are in the place of the year. And uh, typically I will talk about some 
aspect of lead generation. And we often bring it back to the team. Like if we had somebody new that started, I could say to you, Brian, can you give me one piece of advice? Because so-and-so over here is new. I want to hear one piece of advice that you'd say, uh, you know, in terms of lead generation. And then we got the most amazing list from our team. You know, get outside of your comfort zone, get to your sphere, you know, all these things. And I was like, okay, great. Now that we have six amazing piece of, pieces of advice, now let's all turn them on ourselves and use them. So we'll use, you know, do a lot sometimes, usually um, once a week, some kind of round robin like that. And then Wednesdays, um, Wednesdays, we always cover our hottest hot. So I'm just going to say to you, um, Alex, who's your hottest hot? Bob Smith, you know, so. Okay, and where's the lead from? From Sync. From Sync, okay, great. So that's a paid lead. Yep. Great. So Brian, when I'm doing that, I'm asking who the who their hottest hot is. I don't want to hear 10. I have 10 people in my pipeline who their hottest hot is that they might close this week. And I want to know where that lead is from. I'm happy for them if it's their sphere, but I'm also really want people to know that there's a lot of paid leads in the system. And it's mm -hmm. important to me for people to know that I'm paying my money for leads for them. So I want, you know, those paid lead sources to um, to be front and center that that's where those leads come from so yeah. so we do that we do that call as a team monday tuesdays wednesdays thursdays and fridays we're off um and then you know thursdays are one-on-one -on -one with me sorry there's, yes sorry there's so thursdays, thursdays are one-on-one -on -one. On -one days mm -hmm. yeah so let's then, let's dive into the one-on-one -on -one while we're yeah. at that i know you said it's pretty much numbers based but how long do you meet with each of your agents? So I have planned for 15 minute meetings, but I also have a 10 minute buffer because I still need time in between people. And it usually ends up taking about 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm typically asking each person what they're reading or into or listening, what podcasts they're listening to or whatever in order to self-educate. And if it's nothing, then I'm like, okay, well, let's think of something that might be really cool to look at this week. I, mean, I like that. So you're promoting growth first and foremost. Yeah, that's my first one of my very first questions is what are you reading or listening to watching? Listen, I don't care if you tell me you're watching whatever the newest Netflix series is. That's not the point. The point is just that you're into something, you know, mm -hmm. I want people to have, you know, be into something and I'm, you know, in order to self-educate, then we'll get into their numbers, pendings, this, that, then I always ask, and this is a Julie Youngblood, Brian Gubernick question for sure on a scale of one to 10 with seven being average, or let me back up for that question. I always ask this question like this. Um, our team standard is 100 dials a day with seven being average on a scale of one to 10, where would you place yourself? Oh, seven, seven. okay. You Tell say you can't say seven? You can say seven, you can <laughs> give me a 10. If you dial more than 500 people this week, then awesome, you're more than, you're more than seven. Mm -hmm. if, if you give yourself a five, then I wanna know why. And yeah. then I'm going to tell you, I'm, you know, I would probably say that you're, and I usually give more unless it's something really epic. Like if somebody says I'm a seven, I'm going to go like, you know, I know you worked really hard on scripts this week, so I'm probably going to put you at an eight. Like I'm trying to bolster, not to beat yeah. people down. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and then um, after we've talked about lead generation, I always, always close with, you know, I'm here. How can I support you in your efforts? What do you need from us? Yeah, that's great. Okay. I have a lot of stuff I want to ask you guys. Um, I want to talk about marketing for a minute because when I looked at your materials online, you you talk about marketing quite a bit. Like, do you have an in-house person that does marketing and that's why you guys have this niche marketing going on? Or um, when you say niche me, marketing, tell me, tell me, well, you tell me what you're referring to specifically and then I'll 
Well, just I, you know, I bounced around the internet looking at different things about your team prior to coming online with you guys. And I saw several things that talked about marketing. And so I, I assume that you have your own marketing person that sets you apart as far as what you're doing for your customer, for your clients. Got it. So the answer is yes. And this was also a huge, another reason I actually believe that we grew in terms of do literal dollars and cents is that I personally really like the marketing side. I think a lot of real realtors do. I just think it's cool and I think it's interesting. And I would find myself running off down these rabbit holes of various things. I mean, now we're all have to figure out what clubhouse is, for instance, you know, like yeah, yeah. whatever it is, right? So you're like, oh my God, another one. So, so what I realized is that I needed to bring somebody on that I could literally hand every single project over to. And it took a little while. He, he will tell you the same thing that the person I brought on, he and I took a little while to figure out how to communicate best together. And then um, I really feel like he was, I was able to just offload almost every single aspect of, of just like brand awareness. So he's focusing on getting your brand out there, which is- Brand awareness and also making sure just the, the consistency, just the consistency yeah. is there. And that's, that's hard, you know, sphere marketing, marketing to our database, making sure there's, you know, COVID appropriate, but whatever events for our database and making, you know, just. Most small businesses do not have consistent branding and branding guidelines. So right. he's making sure you're hitting on that. Yes. And, and I'll, I'll add too, you know, before we had our in-house marketing guy, you know, Shoshana loves marketing. She loves, you know, doing Facebook live and all this kinds of stuff. And, um, the one thing I hear more than anything else with agents, when, you know, you start producing more and more is you start losing time. And that's what, you know, Shoshana has her biggest problem is that she's producing so much last year. She accounted for 48, I want to say homes out of the 166. So that falls into the consistency. She wanted to be doing the marketing, but she doesn't have the time for it. And that's why we brought in in-house marketing on top of, you know, managing the website, managing social media, managing, I mean, all these different branding, all these different aspects that an agent that's producing at that level just can't do consistently. Okay. Makes sense. So I, I also see Shoshana that you do market updates. Yes. Tell me about the importance of market updates. One of the things I want to know is you were the top producer, if you will, top team, top agent in two different cities, suburbs, how did you do that? Were you farming? Is it the market updates? Is it the marketing? How are you getting these areas that you're, you know, focused on instead of driving, you know, I don't know, two hours to some of your, you know, meetings? If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. I have a little, okay, first of all, Cleveland is a funny thing. We have a city of Cleveland, right? It's not that big geographically. And we have a million little cities that make up greater Cleveland. So I'm sure there's other cities. I'm sure there's other uh, metropolises like that in, in America, 100%. So every single little city here has its own, really, its own little mayor, its own little school district, its own little everything. It's just really something. Mm -hmm. uh, so... The niche market, I started out working in a very niche market. I'm Jewish and I ended up working with a lot of Orthodox Jewish clients. And um, 
that was a niche market that I really was really strong in. And there's a geographic center there. So that, um, you know, fair housing laws aside, just ended up being a, some areas I personally ended up working in. It's also where I live. Now, that having been said, there's my special little Facebook hacks that I love. <laughs> so that when I do market updates, if I'm doing a market update, and it's too long to get into here, but whatever, I can push them out just to that market. Now you might say to me, well, how limited? If you're only gonna market to city A and push yourself out to city A, well, the number of messages I get back from people saying, I always see you or I see you everywhere. And I just call it like jokingly, the I see you everywhere effect. They don't see me everywhere. It's because I've made sure that they see me everywhere. You know, so- So, so by drilling down and just doing it in a smaller community, people are more likely to see it. Is that, sure. is that and I, get, I mean, I will friend anybody in those cities. Like literally I'll go in their, their Facebook groups of those cities and you know, I'm friending people, friending people, friending people. And they're like, do I know you? And I say, I sell a lot of real estate in the area and I like to keep in touch with people. I tell the truth, you know? And yeah. then um, that equals a lot of business. So a lot of my team agents will drive and drive and drive and that's okay. You know, some people don't mind that. And I, you know, we make jokes, self people on our team all the time, like, oh my God, we let Shoshana out of the city limits, you know, like, uh-huh. Like, so you're not, you're not sending any mailers out to their address or postcards. You are hundred percent doing that via Facebook. Uh, yeah. Facebook and, Insta I, and I love Instagram as well. Um, but okay. my the Instagram thing for me personally has been a longer term game, but it's something I like continually chipping away at. Um, yeah. Is it harder to target? I mean, there's- Wait, Brian, can I back up and say that in terms of mailers, in my specific neighborhood where I sell a lot, I do send out just sold cards, but that's it. Okay. And I'm not farming farming, but I am sending out 50, you know, 50 radius cards. Just solds. Okay. Mm -hmm. Only 50. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. Uh, I also noticed that you guys have, you call it concierge level services. Tell me, tell me what you mean by that, because yeah, Alex, to me, Alex. that means something. I want to know what that means to you guys, because you have those. We'll have to update that. No, I'm kidding. I think um, when you say concierge, the first thing that came to mind is when I started on the team in 2017, I was hired on and my title was listing concierge, was my title when they, when they hired me. So I was working with sellers from the time they listed the home to selling the home. And that just came with getting the level of service unlike anyone else in the area you know coming up with touch plans making sure sellers were informed and and you know keeping just clients updated yeah. yeah just doing whatever it takes to accommodate and to you know that you would expect from you hear these stories about Nordstrom's and you know Ritz Carlton like that level of service from a real estate perspective that not a lot of other agents or teams provide so making sure that just all along the way, they know what to expect. They know, they know they're taken care of. They know after the fact, you're doing a survey or something after, after the fact to see how their experience was, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, always asking for, yeah, go ahead, Shoshan. No, I was just going to say besides that, also uh, we have um, pretty strict systems of city violations in our area. And Alex has been literally magical at getting tradesmen to come out to take care of city violations that, you know, sellers are like, there's nobody that will come out right now. It's winter and nobody will come. So Alex on the phone, like two minutes later, he's got some, you know, three quotes and, and people actually showing up at the door actually wanting the business. Oh, that's great. So that, yeah. Alex, that look at you. It's just, you know, it's just customer service. And, you know, I, if you provide 
a high level of service, people are going to want to use you again. They're going to refer you and that's, you know, bringing more business to the team. And so that's what the concierge level service came from. Okay. So Alex, you're the systems guy. What technologies, I know you use Sync, what technologies do you use in your business? Yeah. So we've been really hyper-focused even just in the last few weeks on limiting our systems. We had spreadsheets with, you know, we were using a bunch of things and there's a lot of duplication and repetition in our system. So now we've really gotten it down to sync for lead generation and lead follow-up. That's where everything starts. That's where dials and, and contacts come from. Then we're using Sisu. It's almost, if you think about it as you elevate or graduate from sync to Sisu as soon as you set the appointment and that takes you through closing. So we have sync and then we have Sisu and then we have dot loop for our, you know, document management. Those are like the big three. I'd we're living, say. our past clients are living in command and we're using a mojo dialer. If you've earned the right to dial in mojo, then you can, you can use the triple line dialer the next week. Okay. Right. And so mojo, yes. mojo is part of sync though, right? No, mm -mm, it's its own. Oh. Okay. So mojo flowing into sync, flowing into Sisu, flowing into dot loop. So you said sync is everything up to the appointment. I mean, that's a good way to look at it. It's, yeah. Use sync. Is that what you tell your agents? Use sync up until Start the appointment sync. gets set. And then from the setting of the appointment to closing, use Sisu. Yeah, so we actually just had a new agent start with the team last Monday. And just yesterday, I was teaching her the systems. And that's how I'm, I'm going to be doing it as long as, you know, for the foreseeable future, at least, is you know, all of our leads, our entire database, they're coming in through sync. That's how people are finding us. That's how they're inquiring about homes. So we capture them through sync. Mm -hmm. Once our agents are dialing them, contacting them and so on, eventually they're going to set an appointment. Once they set the appointment, they add, we have an integration through Zapier with sync and Sisu where they add the Sisu label appointment set. So that transfers from sync to Sisu. And then they'll live in Sisu from that point on. So once you set the appointment, it's almost like this feeling like I got this client to Sisu. You know, I set the appointment there in Sisu now. It's almost like a gratifying feeling. Yeah, it's a it's a graduation basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you guys know this. We're working on a direct integration with Sync right now. Yay. We expect that to be completed in the next 30 days. So excited about that. Cool. Super excited. Um, just out of curiosity, what are you guys actually pulling in? Are you pulling in the activities they're tracking or just the client information? We are pulling in dials and conversations. Yeah. Yeah. We're pulling in. You are pulling in activities and you're we pulling are, in. Although I will um, put in a little plug that I don't know. I, I've been around and around and around about this with, you have a wonderful young man who works for you, whose name I can't remember right now. I'm embarrassed. Is it Zach? Do you have a Zach? Zach. Anyway, I yeah. do have a Zach. Yep, and he and I've had a lot of conversations about getting sync and Sisu dial numbers to line up because we can't quite figure out why numbers in one system aren't the same as in the other. That yeah, that's I. That I'll let you guys that. figure that out. So you've been working on that in Zapier. You will be able to forget about that in the very near future. Awesome. They, will all be, they all will be done through a direct integration and will line Perfect. up. Perfect. Okay. So anyway, okay. What what would you say, Shoshana, is the one thing that really sets you guys apart? Us. <laughs> yeah, tell me more. I don't know. That's a good, that's a good I don't answer. Know. Tell me more. Um, okay, so what sets us apart? Oh God. Okay, what sets us apart? We're family based. 
I mean, I work with my son. We are in our own office outside of the brokerage and we are a really awesome, amazing place, A, for agents to come to work and B, for clients to, to, to do business with. I mean, I just say like our reviews speak for themselves. People, we love people and people then in effect love working with us. And I don't mean to say that that's not an ego piece. That's just like really, truly, I love working with people. I just mm-hmm. love pulling people apart and figuring out what they're about. And I feel like the give back from the clients is that that's really appreciated. Okay. Awesome. Are you guys back in the office now? Have you been depends in the on, office? Depends on who. So some people are in the office, some are at home. Is that correct? Yeah. What they want to do. I was just looking for my mask. We're, we're masked outside of our desks. We're masked in our office. So, but only not at most, a lot of people are not in office. I mean, I've found with real estate, a lot of people are in the office because you. Kind of have, but, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> And I would say, hey, Brian, um, Brian, I don't know if you have time. I just want to say one second before, you know, as we we're starting to wrap, I just want to walk over here and show you. Um, I mean, I know I have to flip the camp, the thing here. This is our office is a uh, converted warehouse. And if you can see behind me over my shoulder, I'm walking towards the our dashboard. Yeah. And dashboards there. It matters so much for us to have it hanging on our wall like that. Yeah, I love it. So just super cool. And, and for me, what sets us apart, I would say, is number one, our culture. Uh, we have a very specific culture. And two would be our, our team standards. You know, we've, we've talked to a lot of people, like Shoshana said, in terms of trying to recruit agents. And we have, you know, standards. We have time blocking. We have things in place to try to help people achieve their goals. And it's kind of like you're with us or you're not. But we set that standard up front and we have the systems in place too. just that's our value to agents. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You have the systems in place. So before, before we jump into, I have a couple just personal questions for you guys. Is there anything else you want to share? Like one piece of advice you would, you'd give to anybody trying to build a team. Don't ignore your database. Know your database. Don't ignore it. Yeah. Don't ignore your database. Don't ignore it. That's my biggest piece of advice. I would say don't try to do everything. Try to do a few things really well. Good. Switching gears a little bit. Something you said, Shoshana, you know, you want to find out what are they listening to? What podcasts, what shows are they watching? What books are they reading? What is like the thing that you would want to share that people should be out listening to as far as a podcast or reading oh as a God. book? Like, what, oh, that's what is, so hard. There's so many. Okay. So I, I mean, just maybe what's your favorite source of learning for, for people out there? Oh, my favorite personal source is podcasts. And, and what are some of your favorite podcasts? Well, I, there, um, there was a time I totally dug into, um, you know, Tom Ferry and those kinds of kind of leading real estate podcasts. The one thing I will say is I came in probably every day and said, I know what we should really be doing and then want to switch gears, you know, into something else. So there is this fine line, but I mean, you know, for entertainment, the rewatchables for which as long as could be the, the long form podcast is fun. I've been listening to some, um, a podcast called food psychology that I love. I love some of the vegan, vegan chef, podcasts. I like books. I love, oh my gosh, wait, the popcast. If you're into pop music, there's, you know, reviews of music, all kind of good things. There's, there's a million things to learn. The problem is not enough time to learn everything. 
I know. I love, I love hearing things. I, I actually spoke with somebody on the last podcast who said, you know, they actually listened to Harvard Business Review and all these, you know, Ivy League schools have these podcasts. I it's was unaware of that. The BBC, it's like, you know, forget that you ever went to school because you weren't listening when you were a kid, but now you can go back and listen to the BBC on all these like world events and you're like, oh, that's what that was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Alex, anything you want to share on that? I don't do a ton of podcasts or, or reading or TV, but I, I really enjoy webinars, you know, especially since COVID, all these Zoom things. It can be difficult, especially if they're like all day things. But, you know, there was a there was a KW fall mastermind. There was a CSU fall mastermind over the course of a couple of days that I listened and done. I think it's just I don't want to say what's nice about COVID, but it, it allowed me to kind of expand, you know, expand my world and learn from all these different agents and get all these different perspectives. I like, I like lab code agents. I watch some of their videos. I get all their emails and just learning what different agents in different cities are doing and growing their business and different opportunities and, you know, a lot of systems because that's, you know, where I'm at in the business, learning about different systems that are out there and what people are using and always trying just to apply that to our business to uh, to grow. I'm going to throw in one other thing before I interrupt you is to say that I also, when you asked what's special about our team, I'm going to say that like really and truly I'm the team mom in like every single respect. I have a really young team on the whole. And I'm personally a mom of six kids and I have a lot of grandkids as well. And I'm very, very blessed in that way. And so I really, I, I feel like, you know, kind of also bring that mom energy to the team and like it or not like it, you guys have to listen to mom. So <laughs> great. So you have a bunch of uh, young, just go-getters that, that want to conquer the world and uh, you're there for them. Yes. That's great. The last thing I really wanted to ask you guys, well, I, I have two more questions. One is I never did find out from you guys, are you actually using CSU for task management? Yes. I'm in the main one using it for task management. I was using Folio by Amitri, if you're familiar with that, mm -hmm. uh, for the longest time, which got us by. But now with Sisu, um, I put all of my tasks in there, and that's how I'm getting through every transaction. It's much more automated. I love being able to do, you know, to check off is it to do in progress or done, being able to change dates around super easy, and it really okay. keeps me on track. It's much more efficient. Can you explain how you work with the VA with that too? Sure. So we do have a virtual assistant. And so there's some tasks. I, I have the bulk of the tasks in terms of like what happens in a transaction with title companies and lenders and touching base with clients. And our virtual assistant, she has some other, you know, miscellaneous tasks, like make sure you close it out in Zillow and some more of the, the third party type stuff. But she doesn't really have much interaction with, with the transaction itself. Um, she's just more of a support to the team and to me. So just how Shoshan is able to manage the sales team through CISU, you're able to manage your VA team through the CISU tasks. Right. And, and it's so nice. We have in CISU, we have, I think, five task lists. So I have a buyer contract to close, seller contract to close, um, seller pre-listing, seller listing to under contract, uh, buyer post-closing and seller post-closing for our post-closing plan. Um, to get reviews and that kind of stuff. And what's really nice is within each of those task lists, I can assign tasks as a template to agents and to RVA so that 
every transaction is the same, uh, gets the same treatment and gets the same task. Great. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear you guys are using that and enjoying it. What do you guys, back to personal stuff, what do you guys like to do in your personal time? Like what's your favorite thing to do out there when you have some time? Oh, Alex, you go first. You're younger. <laughs> I mean, pre-COVID, you know, I like to travel and go to, you know, different cities and, and that kind of stuff and, um, you know, go out and, you know, on the weekends and whatnot. Um, I was going to say the casino. I'm, I don't really, I, I like the casino. I'm not like a gambler, but I don't know, just, well, if you don't if you don't like to gamble what do you like the casino for is that no i, not... no, I shouldn't say like i i love gambling i enjoy gambling but it's not not a frequent it's thing like cards right yeah okay yeah i'm pretty pretty low-key shoshana what about you and me i'm i'm happy whenever those grandkids were over at my house and it's a big crazy hoopla and everything becomes a huge chaotic mess that's my kind of that's my kind of fun. Although I don't know what your climate is like, Brian, but you know, it's, we got the award in Cleveland of being the fifth gloomiest city in America. So literally this weekend is a long weekend. And I was like, oh, I wish we could get on an airplane to Florida so badly. This COVID thing can really keep you in the gloomy city, but you know. That, that was my last question. Where, where is it you love to travel? Where's your favorite? favorite place to go and it sounds like it's florida me i'm california i'm, I'm from the west coast so I, I actually we go to california a lot to see our family um and that's just someplace you know i could go to san diego to see my mom any day of the any day of the week so i saw you went to ucla so what took you to cleveland my husband got a job here <laughs> okay okay but we've been here we've been here for like 20 years now so now now cleveland is home for us so I used to love to go to California as well, but now it's shut down. So now I, I don't go there. I, I go other places. Alex, what about you? You said you're not traveling now, but where do you like to go when you when you travel? I like California. I have a sister in California. I like going to new cities that I've never been before. Uh, I've been to Austin, Texas, which is a really cool city. Um, I had a layover in Salt Lake once. It looked really cool, but that's as much as I've been in Salt Lake. But you didn't um, get out of the airport? I did not get, I didn't even get out of the airplane. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Brian, we, get, we got Alex a, um, a uh, Airbnb gift card for his birthday because we're trying to get him I to go I can't even use it right now, though. Yeah. You, um, you still can use it. I guess I could. <laughs> I'll use it. Some people tr won't travel right now. I haven't traveled a ton since COVID, but I started traveling again a few months ago. And tell you what. I've never seen the airport, the airplanes, everything so clean. Yeah. And, you know, in the plane, there's a space between you and whoever's sitting next to you. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. it's better than it's ever been. Less risky than it's ever been, in my opinion. <laughs> I will say, my other hobbies that I failed to mention are just what I like. I'm a huge Cleveland sports fan. So Cavs, Indians, and Browns um, are, I love watching, going to games, that kind of stuff. Well, good. I'll I'll make sure and uh, zoom in on that, Kyrie. Yeah. yeah, tell him I say hi if you see him. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you guys. Well, thank you so much for joining today. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? If people have questions for you and, and want to follow up with you, I can definitely find me on Instagram or Facebook, or always call me two one six two five five seven three seven seven. Okay. Well, you guys, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks, really enjoyed our time together. And um, for you listeners, don't forget to go hit the subscribe button. That will allow you to get notified when these new shows come out every week, which are typically on Tuesdays. And uh, in addition to that, if you could give us a review, we'd love to get a review and that will help us get more 
great guests that you and I can learn from. So thanks again, you guys. We'll catch up with you Thank soon. Thank you. Take it thanks. easy. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the real estate growth mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.